Hello, walk through the Bible family out there. Welcome to today's episode. I am your host, Professor Ngozeka Mbajiogo, coordinator of Emerald's Professional Women Ministry. We'll be taking 1 Corinthians chapter 11 today. Holy Spirit, have your way in the reading of the Word of God today. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bible reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning from verse 1. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Scriptures. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I praise you for remembering me in everything and for holding to the traditions just as I pass them to you. But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head, but every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. It is the same as having her head shaved. For if a woman does not cover her head, she might as well have her hair cut off. But if it is a disgrace for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, then she should cover her head. A man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman but woman for man. It is for this reason that a woman ought to have authority over her own head because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as a woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. But everything comes from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not the very nature of things teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him? But that if a woman has long hair, it is her glory, for long hair is given to her as a covering. If anyone wants to be contentious about this, we have no other practice, nor do the churches of God. In the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. So then, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat, for when you are eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers. As a result, one person remains hungry and another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in this matter. 
For I received from the Lord what I also passed unto you, the Lord Jesus. On the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of Jesus. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned by the world with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home, so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give further directives. Thank you, Father, for your word. For in the name of Jesus, we have heard it. Amen. Highlights from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The first highlight, verse 1, running through to verse 3. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I praise you for remembering me in everything and for holding to the traditions just as I pass them on to you. But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. The second highlight, verses 11 and 12. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. But everything comes from God. The third highlight, verses 17 and 18. In the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. And to some extent, I believe it. The fourth highlight, verse 27 running through to verse 30. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. 
That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. Declare with me. I declare that I am under authority, and I walk in obedience to that authority. I shall do all that is required of me to fulfill my obligations of the authority over me. I shall not despise the church of God, nor humiliate my brethren in any way. I shall constantly discern the body of Christ. The death of Christ shall be continually before me, and I shall respect the body of Christ and submit myself to the judgment of God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we submit to your authority today and we pray that we will understand what it means to be under authority. Cause us, O oh God, to understand the obligations of the relationship and to be obedient to the demands. May we not walk in our own understandings, my Father. We take authority over our minds and decree every bias and prejudice to crumble. We release our minds to instructions to the Holy Spirit. Father, grant that we may respect the body of Christ with all that is in us and hold our brethren with utmost honor, no matter their status in life. May the death of Christ be ever before us and may we honor the people he died for. Thank you, Lord, for the enablement. For in the name of Jesus, I have prayed. Father, we arrest the scourge of the enemy that may have arisen because of our attitude to the body of Christ. Is anyone amongst us sick as a result of this? We stand in the gap and decree healing, strength, prosperity to the brethren. We arrest the spirit of death and every form of weakness and decay in the body of Christ. Father, we bring health to your people, O God. Blessed be your name, for in the name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen. us look at the three actions we have for today. The first action, acknowledge you are under authority. The second action, itemize the obligations and requirements of the relationship as contained in this chapter of the Bible. Number three, how do you relate with the brethren, especially those who may not be well to do? Make up your mind to honor every child of God. Call our helpline 0818-420-7601 for further inquiries. Again, 0818-420-7601. Visit our website www.emeraldswomen.org 
or meet us on Facebook to find out more about us. Go forth and shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you today. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you.